Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. America. I'm John Solomon with John Solomon Reports and the daily new TV show called Just the News, Not Noise on Real America's Voice. Up next, investigative reporting and interviews with top newsmakers you won't hear anywhere else. To see our daily show, go to Real America's Voice each Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and watch at any time at justthenews.com slash TV. That's justthenews.com slash TV. Good evening, America, and welcome to Just the News, where we bring you all the news without any of the distracting noise. I'm one of your guides for tonight's adventure, John Solomon. And I'm your other guy slash gal, Amanda Head. (laughs) Tonight we are coming to you live from our studio here in Washington, D.C., or as you may know it as, the Swamp. Well, right here in the Swamp, we just heard President Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, say, and I quote, we are in the window when an invasion could begin at any time Should Vladimir Putin decide to order it? Yes, everybody has their eyes on the Ukraine-Russian border tonight. And the markets uh, are reacting. The uh, stock market went way down today. Gold went way up. Uh, A lot of concern all around the world. And just about everywhere else, Amanda, there is a remarkable dynamic going on with blue state governors and mayors who led the charge to lock down America from COVID-19, impose mask mandates, vaccine mandates. We know all about them. Now, all of a sudden, they're patting themselves on the back for lifting those restrictions. The self-adulation is almost endless. All that's missing is a ticker tape parade and a mission accomplished banner. So Amanda, what do you think is driving this? Could it be the freedom truckers protest in Canada or just President Joe Biden's bad ratings? Oh man, bad ratings abound for him. He's, he's kind of hit a floor. That is absolutely for sure. Yeah, you know, that's gonna be a no for me dog to, uh, to quote, what is it, Randy Jackson? Yeah, yeah. That, that's something that I rail on. Something, uh, 
Something that I talk about fairly often, political amnesia kicks in and certainly there are those out there who are susceptible to it and will swallow this political garbage at ease and with pleasure. But most of the American public, we're not that stupid. They know who imposed the, va the vaccine mandates and the mask mandates to begin with. This is political whiplash and the American people are nauseous from it. But we are not stupid. Joe Biden didn't cure this. Are you kidding me? Again, I referenced this the other day, Orwell. They're telling us that Oceania has always been at war with East Asia, but we are old and wise enough to know that that is not true. You can't try to alter history as much as you want, Joe. We see right through it. How many legs does a dog have if, have if you call the tail a leg? That would be four because calling it a leg doesn't make it a tail. Okay, so calling the end to COVID, a uh, blessing from our patron saint president, Burisma Biden, doesn't make Joe Biden the defeater of COVID, and almost everyone knows it. You can tell it's Friday. We're wound up. We're ready to go. <laughs> this is great. Oh, Amanda, someone who has been capturing the angst and insanity of all of this uh, very funny uh, moment in American history is our good friend Adam Carolla. He just happens to be joining us tonight to weigh in on all of the insanity. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. I've got to ask your reaction to this sudden widespread withdrawal of COVID restrictions and the effort by the media and the people who impose those restrictions to pat, pat themselves on the back as though they liberated uh, Normandy again. Your thoughts as you look at this sort of whiplash that we've been in the last couple of days. Well, obviously it's all political. And the reason I say that is I've, I, I've been way, I've been out in front of this for a long time because I didn't want schools closed down. I didn't want our society closed down. Uh, the second, you know, I've been flying commercially all through the pandemic. The second they explained the rules of flying with a mask, I realized they didn't believe it. It was nonsensical. You know, you can wear the mask until we hand you Fiesta Mix, and then you can take the mask off and eat the Fiesta Mix. And then, you, uh, of course, that's non-science. If you worked in a lacquer spray booth and you spray painted vintage cars and somebody said, you always have to wear the respirator in the spray booth when you're spraying lacquer, unless you're eating a snack, <laughs> in yeah. which case you can take it down or you can hold your breath like Mayor Garcetti, or you can hold the respirator in your hand, which is in, insane. It, it's, it's patently insane. So my takeaway is they never believed it. Gavin Newsom never believed this thing was respiratory, or at least you could catch it or save yourself from catching it from wearing a mask, or he wouldn't have gone to the French laundry mm -hmm. 14 months ago and sat down with 28 of his closest friends indoors and drank a nine grand worth of red wine. So they never believed it. They enjoyed imposing it upon you because they like power. It's We never really talk about it. It's power, it's power that they won. They're constantly calling the other side tyrannical dictators, but who's imposing all the rules? I mean, in order to be a tyrannical dictator, you need to impose a bunch of rules. And as I've said many times, real power is imposing nonsensical rules. So if you say you have to wear a seatbelt when you drive your automobile and you have to wear a helmet when you ride your motorcycle, that's some power. But if I said you must do this thing that doesn't work, that's real power. It's like 
uh, I could be the stepdad and say, hey, Johnny, you got to clean your room before baseball practice. That's some power. But if I said when you're walking to baseball practice, every time you come to a lamppost, you have to walk around it three times. Otherwise, I'm going to ground you. That's real power. That's the ultimate power. So it's telling you to do stuff that is not backed by science, it doesn't make sense, like closing the schools down, that's how they really flex their muscle. Yeah, and just to illustrate some of that nonsensical uh, aspect to it with respect to COVID, I live over in La La Land with you, Adam, too. And in the fall of 2020, when they reopened California temporarily for about two weeks, hospitalizations were through the roof. When they shut back down at the beginning of 2021, the cases had fallen. So it never makes any sense. But I want to talk about your book because John and I were asking you before the show, is there a fourth bestseller coming down the pike? Do you think it's going to make the New York Times list? Used to be a pretty reputable list, but now it seems like they pull, they pull a lot of shenanigans. Well, it is kind of funny, and you have to watch out for these entities, um, such as I make documentary films. I'm, I make good documentary films, and don't take my word for it. Go to Rotten Tomatoes and look up the documentaries I made. They're all in the mid to high 90s. None of them have ever gotten into Sundance. The reason none of them ever get into Sundance is because of politics. My first three books went right to the New York Times bestseller list. And then they started hearing me talk about stuff they disagreed with. And then the next book didn't, and neither did the next book. The last book uh, I came out with sold more units than three, four, five books that did make the New York Times bestseller list, but those were books about race and prejudice and, you know, the struggles of the indigenous people. So it's a theme. If you write your book on a certain theme that the New York Times enjoys, you have a much better shot of making the list. It's not just about sheer volume of books sold. Yeah, it is insane, isn't it? Everything is manipulated from the Twitter feeds to the bestseller books. Uh, you, I, I re, uh, watch your Twitter feed all the time. It really enlightens me, and I laugh a lot of times. But you had a very serious one this week saying, you can't be funny as a comic anymore, and you can't be civil in conversations. What's wrong with America? What's going on with this sort of insanity of cancel culture and, and censorship? Uh, I can't imagine that when you got into your business, you'd ever live in a moment like this here in America. No, I, I, I didn't. And so... I've been in this business long enough. And when I started in the mid nineties, it's funny. I was just talking about this to Dr. Drew because he and I have been on the air together, so right. to speak for 25 years more. We, we were laughing because when somebody would call us into the program director's office back in the day, back, you know, 1996, 1999, 2002, well, it was some Christian fundamentalist right-wing group that didn't like that we said a certain word on the air, right? Yeah. So what they did is they went, you said this word, and I won't mention it because I don't know what the standards and practices are on your show. But the point is, is it was all from the religious right, and it's because you said a word that they didn't like, a swear word. Now it's all from the left. It has nothing to do with words. They don't like your ideas. And that's scary. So 20 years ago, 
you get pulled in and they go, oh, we, we, we got a letter and they're complaining and they want to boycott. And it was because you said boobies. And now <laughs> it, they, you can swear a blue. I softened it a little for your program. But the point is, is <laughs> you can swear a blue streak. They will applaud you for that. But if you have ideas about masks being effective or kids being vaccinated or schools being reopened, then they're coming for you. And that's a very interesting distinction between coming after you for words, because you can always modify your words. Anyone who's done terrestrial radio would go, I don't give an S what the, <laughs> that GD guy talks about. You know, uh-uh. They're policing ideas, and that's far more insidious. Yes, indeed. Okay, we've got about 45 seconds left. Super Bowl happening in, this weekend in Los Angeles. We can still have the Super Bowl, but you have to wear your mask. What are your predictions for the big game? Well, I, I lived in L.A. my whole life, and even though I've learned to hate this town, <laughs> I still want my Rams to win. So, And this is a win-win because... For me, because each year I either want my team to win or the team that is the most snake bit in terms of a franchise. And Cincy, I mean, arguably only other than a couple other franchises like the, the Cleveland Browns, they're the most snake bit organization. So either my Rams are going to win and I'll be happy or an organization that's never won a Super Bowl is going to win and I'll be happy with that outcome as well. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to the traffic because I head back tomorrow and I know that Sunday all the freeways are going to be gunked up, but that's all right. Thank you, Adam. And everybody, pre-orders for his sixth book are available now at adamcarolla.com. The book is called Everything Reminds Me of Something, Advice, Answers, But Not Apologies. Perfect title. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Joining us now is Dr. Robert Malone, one of the inventors of the mRNA technology used to create the COVID vaccines. Doctor, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Amanda and John, and and, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Okay, so I I have friends and family, people who have touted the efficacy of the monoclonal antibody treatment. But with regards to new variants, Omicron or otherwise, whatever is next to come down the pike, any efficacy of all at all? Yeah, one of the monoclonals, but not the main one, uh, appears to have some activity. Uh, It's odd that the feds pulled the other ones off while we still had Delta circulating. But uh, that's yesterday's news. This, the news cycle is so short with Omicron. Yeah, that it is. It moves so quickly. Uh, doctor, there's a lot of talk about a military database of, of, that captured adverse reactions and other symptoms that uh, our fighting men and women suffered after having the vaccines. Tell us what you know about that and why that may be important to study going forward. So the DEMA, this uh, database, which is the Defense Medical Epidemiologic Database, the acronym is DMED, was uh, something that uh, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long and some of her colleagues queried when they were busy doing diligence to try to understand what they were seeing with their own warfighter communities that they were uh, um, sworn to protect as physicians. And they were seeing signals that were unusual, and so they consulted the DMED database and uh, were shocked to find uh, enormous increases in 2021 when the vaccine mandates were implemented to the military compared to 2020 in a wide variety of diseases, including cancers, uh, um, uh, things related to reproduction and female reproductive health. Of course, the usual cardiomyopathy, stroke, uh, pulmonary embolism, and, and those kinds of things. Some of these increases were in the hundreds of percent, most of them were, and some of them were up to a thousand percent increase. Very uh, alarming. Uh, and um, this was originally disclosed with the Ron Johnson second opinion hearing, and now we're seeing much more uh, detail roll out. But it appears that the response of some of the people at DOD managing this database, which, by the way, is held is being managed by a relatively new company out of Herndon, uh, Virginia, which has foreign ownership. Apparently, the the response was not to try to get to the bottom of it, but to begin uh, modifying the fields to make it look like the uptick signal wasn't so significant. That's incredible. And John and I were talking about this before we came to air. Uh, The email chain that was revealed via a FOIA request that came out the end of last year that was kind of a blip on everybody's radar, but I think it's important to highlight and talk about here. This email chain between uh, Anthony Fauci, Cliff Lane, and uh, Francis Collins with regards to uh, a published attack on members of the scientific community who felt like public lockdowns across the board were not appropriate. 
Just so, that would be the Great Barrington Declaration, and they slandered and defamed those uh, three as fringe epidemiologists, but they happened to be full professors at the obscure universities, Oxford, uh, Stanford, and Harvard, I believe, uh, and um, this was clear, uh, another case of defamation. Please note that neither Dr. Fauci nor Dr. Collins nor Dr. Lane have any formal training in epidemiology. Yeah, such a great point. They get, they're given holy grail status, but it's actually not their expertise. It's, it's really <laughs> remarkable. There's all this talk about conformity in science. And of course, science is always best when there's a debate. But there's an amazing story today in the German newspaper. Dr. Coetzee, who discovered the Omicron variant in South Africa, says on the record in a German magazine, she was pressured to stop saying Omicron wasn't serious and to hype it as being something more than it was. And she resisted the pressure, but she also resented it. What is that anecdote? If, that's, if that story is true, what does that anecdote tell you about big health medicine in the 21st century? So what we're looking at is uh, really quite shocking. It, it runs across all of healthcare. It runs all the way through health and human services. It runs across, across all the Western nations. There seems to be some odd collusion and uh, that has been focused on amplifying the fear and suppressing any counter narrative. We already knew about the Trusted News Initiative. Now what's increasingly revealed is the hand of the, uh, um, the uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking, the, the uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum yeah. in, in promoting these various narratives and uh, really driving this authoritarian response through people that they've trained and put into positions of power, such as, of course, Justin Trudeau. These last few weeks for COVID have been very strange for me because we have gone from a bombardment of fear porn with relation to COVID to Joe Biden has cured COVID. Everybody go back to normal. You've got Democrats, Kathy Hochul, who are pulling the mask mandates. Was it necessary to even have these mandates in the first place? Absolutely not. We've known how to cure COVID since about March of 2020. And this is a clear uh, pivot consequent to their horrible polling numbers. It's exactly what I predicted when people were asking me, how will we know when, when this thing is over? I've said, well, you'll know it because they'll all start giving awards to each other and claiming that they're the ones that are responsible for curing it. We're going to liberate you from the crisis that we created for you. How about that? Um, doctor, I want to ask you about this. There's some reports, and I actually talked to a funeral home owner today, and he said, yeah, there's some truth to this, uh, that there are um, morgues and coroners that are seeing an unusual amount of coagulation and clotting when they're draining dead bodies. This in like the last six months to a year. Is there any merit to this? Have you heard anything like this? Is this something we can so look at? So the answer is yes. My uh, colleague pathologist, highly trained pathologist, Ryan Cole, is receiving a lot of these unusual clot samples, and he's busy working them up as autopsy specimens looking for spike protein. The other breaking information that has really knocked me for a loop is uh, this paper by a group from Stanford in the journal Cell, which is one of the top journals in the world for this kind of biomedical stuff. And that shows that the synthetic mRNAs, including the pseudouridine, are persisting in people's bodies for a minimum of 60 days. They didn't test any longer. And they're producing levels of spike protein that are far higher than the levels actually produced by the virus itself during an infection. Dr. We know that spike causes coagulation. 
Right, and and you have been smeared in the media as anti-vax, which I find uh, incredibly ludicrous because you've spent most of your life developing vaccines. Uh, with respect to the spike protein, if we could stop time right now and say, let's pull all of these vaccines off the market, could we create and develop and produce vaccines out there without that spike protein? So there are some fairly good whole inactivated virus vaccines that do still have the normal amount of spike protein because it's present in the virus. They produce a broader immune response. Unfortunately, they're manufactured by the People's Republic of China. So that's a little problematic for a variety of reasons. But we could well have done that ourselves, except for Tony Fauci was clearly adamant that we had the best vaccines in the world. And uh, we didn't need to let any other candidates in. The World Health Organization, I think, has approved eight or nine vaccines now. We only have available the genetic vaccines because that's all Tony wants us to have available. Yeah, such a really important point. Uh, the, the role. Um, we're now going to try to sweep this under the rug. We're going to try to move on. Omicron, great immunizer, whatever we're going to hear. Well, this, but- is, this is why I think the, the Homeland Security has put out this statement where any misinformation, I'm apparently now a terrorist, uh, according to the Department of Homeland Security, Unreal. because I'm spreading vaccine misinformation. And by the way, I just just off another podcast where similar things I learned are happening in the UK. Wow. I think they're not only going to sweep this under the rug, they're going to try to make any discussion about these things illegal. And uh, anybody who does that discussion will be labeled as a terrorist because they're causing concerns about the government, which is now illegal. It's the, it is a characteristic of a terrorist is somebody who speaks things which cause uh, people to be concerned about their government. Yeah, I mean, I've always been of the belief that more information is better than less information. But Dr. Malone, thank you so much for joining us tonight and being a part of this conversation because it's important for you to have a voice out there. So thank you very much. And thank you for making it possible, Amanda. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you wanna protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. 
It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Welcome back from the commercial break, and thank you for sending in your questions. My Twitter and Getter notifications are already sounding off. And, John, as if our batting lineup this evening couldn't be any better, we're now being joined by Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona. Representative, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're glad to have you. Amanda, it's great being with you. Great being with John. It is our pleasure. So I want to get your first reactions to John's breaking story on Liz Cheney and some shady dealings with her husband's law firm and the CCP. Well, you know, when I read that story this morning, I I thought to myself, if you're an average American, you're wondering, hey, how come I never get in on that grift that these uh, elites seem to get in on? And the other thing that just blew my mind is this person is uh, acting so outraged at Donald Trump because she says he should have called in and told the people to leave the Capitol two hours earlier and she wants to investigate everybody. She's investigating people who's just merely signed documents um, that had nothing to do with January 6th. And I'll tell you what, um, it's just a shame to me to watch um, uh, what, what's happened, what she's doing there, because I think uh, her husband, if he's involved in something like this and she knows about it, some of the things she's said have been so uh, uh, dichotomous with what his own actions are. And we really need to get to the bottom of it. I wonder if she'd be happy with us putting together a committee to investigate her and her husband. That's a good point. You are so close to the base of the party. Your work with the Freedom Caucus has you know, really been that important to energizing the base. Uh, you're seeing this divide. The Republican National Committee felt very comfortable censoring Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for participating with the Democrats in a committee that isn't constituted under the rules of Congress. And yet people like Mitch McConnell are criticizing it. How could there be that divide in the Republican point, a party at this point in the, in the process? Well, I'd say two things. Someone once said there are two parties in America, the dangerous party and the stupid party. And I belong to the stupid party. So I don't know why Mitch McConnell is doing what he's saying that for, because in reality, um, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, they they want to emasculate and destroy the Republican Party in Congress. They want to throw people off the ballot. They want to throw pe- Republicans in jail. And quite frankly, they want to uh, b- kick people out of Congress now who are Republicans. How in the world can Mitch McConnell defend that when what took place in the RNC took uh, an enormous amount of work, 
and cooperation between Republican leaders from all over this country. He should listen to what our Republican base, uh, what our Republican uh, state leaders have to say and not listen to what the establishment in Washington, D.C. says. Yeah, I predict a lot more crocodile tears for Adam Kinzinger coming up in the future. But you are leading a group of 33 of your colleagues in Congress to demand answers from Nancy Pelosi regarding reports of Capitol Police monitoring congressional staff unlawfully, apparently dressed up as construction workers. What? Yeah, I mean, so so this story broke actually about three three weeks ago. And so we 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 said, let's let's find out from Speaker Pelosi and uh because, but she's the one who's using the the Capitol Police officers as tools. She's the one that's basically weaponized everything she possibly can to go after people she perceives to be her political enemies. And then uh, Congressman uh, Troy Nels uh, broke this story and told us yesterday of an incident that happened in November where you had undercover operatives come into his office um, and basically confront his staff. Uh, about pictures that an officer had taken inside Troy's office and this type of surveillance of members of Congress and our staffs, it may be, may be the case, as well as members of the public who want to meet with us, uh, that really hinders everything from free speech, freedom of assembly, it ha ham hampers um, right to address, uh, seek redress from your, your government. I mean, this type of thing is not good, and I don't blame the rank and file. I think this is coming right from the top, Nancy Pelosi trying to manipulate uh, uh, the leadership of Capitol Police. There's so many questions that the January 6th Commission could have answered for America, and yet they won't. They won't ask the hard questions of their own leader, Nancy Pelosi. That is a loss for the American people. I want to turn to your home state of Arizona, one of my favorite states, uh, it has really taken the lead on a lot of election integrity issues. There's new legislation. You've got an attorney general that's actually prosecuting some harvesting cases. You've got an audit that found 50,000 questionable votes. And now yesterday, word that the legislature there wants to get rid of the mass mail-in system that has been part of Arizona for a few elections now and go back to traditional absentee voting. Your reaction to that? What's going on in Arizona to drive that debate? Well, we look at it and we say one of the most perilous times fraught with fraud is mail-in ballots, universal mail-in ballots, which by the way is what HR1, HR4 in Congress is designed to do. So our state legislature is trying to say, look, let's get back to if you're in the military or if you have a disability, genuinely um, demonstrate that and we're gonna make sure that you can have a, a mail-in ballot, but no more uh, using just everybody in the voter rolls getting a mail-in ballot. And the problem that we have is uh, the, the federal government and some of our Democrat colleagues, they want to make it difficult to clean up the mail-in ballot, the, the, what we call the, in Arizona the PEVA list. Uh, so they want to make it hard to clean up that PEVA list. And, and our legislature said enough's enough. We want to make this fair, transparent, open. And, um, and that's great. But now you've got the crazies uh, on the left. And what they want to do now is basically use this HR1 model and put that to the voters to try to prevent uh, uh, actually the fair balloting that the legislature is trying to enact. Talk to us. We've just got about a minute left. Talk to us about the state of border security there in Arizona. Well, the border is porous. The, the number one drug trafficking and human trafficking uh, section is in the Tucson sector. Our Border Patrol agents are working their tails off, but their morale is down. They're getting help from local law enforcement, and you're going to have records, and it's going to keep going. 
um, because quite frankly, this administration is in providing the incentives for people to enter illegally, providing them with release. Uh, so you come in here, they're going to catch you. You're going to surrender. They're going to release you anywhere in the country that you want to go. And uh, it's it's a travesty and it's unsafe for everyone in this country, including the people that are sneaking in illegally. Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually going to cover a lot more of these border issues next week on air and have some people. And maybe we'll have you back to talk about this because this is right in your wheelhouse. And we'd love to get more details and a deeper conversation from you on that. So, Congressman Biggs, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thank you. And we have these short commercial messages for you now. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Joining us right now is one of America's premier investigative journalists, Peter Schweitzer. He's not only a great journalist, he's the author of the New York Times' new number one bestseller, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win, and the president also of the Government Accountability Institute. Peter, welcome to the show. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. This is an awesome book, and there are just so many places to go with it. I'm struck by two lines that we want to, I know, dive into tonight. The first is this China problem that we have in America is a bipartisan problem. Democrats and Republican elites alike have been pandering for a long time. But secondly, there's a number that jumps out, $31 million. The Biden family collected from businesses, businessmen uh, with ties to Chinese intelligence. Talk about those two findings, which I think everyone in America uh, dropped their draw when they heard them. Yeah, uh, look, China's agnostic as to whether you're a Republican or Democrat. The question is, uh, can they engage in what they call elite capture, which means can they dangle commercial opportunities for you or your family in a way that is going to make you beholden to them or at least give them leverage over you? Uh, And this is something that Republicans and Democrats have taken them up on and is a bipartisan problem. As I always say, John, it's not a red problem or a blue problem. It's a human problem. Uh, As it relates to the Bidens, yeah, it's $31 million. This uh, figure comes from uh, the Hunter Biden laptop and looking at the deals that they were given. Uh, A lot of that is money that came through actual transfers of funds that the U.S. Treasury Department flagged. So we know it's real money. Uh, And the $31 million came from businessmen. Uh, We were interested in finding out who made these deals happen, who opened these doors for Hunter Biden, or as my kids would say, who made it rain for the Bidens. 
Uh, and what we found was that each and every one of these businessmen had ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Uh, one of them, when he was helping Hunter Biden with a with the private equity deal that would uh, lead to some $20 million, was at the same time business partners with the vice minister of state security in China, whose responsibilities including include uh, recruiting foreigners to spy on behalf of China. And likewise, the other businessmen who made deals happen have similar ties that are that are equally troubling. Peter, there seem to be, and, and this seems like a theme in Washington, you have concentric circles of protection. In this particular story, Devin Archer, Patrick Ho, those people are, you know, in the vulnerable areas for picking off. But Hunter Biden uh, and other Bidens are always at the center of that. With respect to what John was talking about with uh, Congressman McCarthy possibly investigating if they win back the House, would you offer up the research that you used for your book to Kevin McCarthy? Absolutely. Uh, look, our research is something that anybody can uh, retrace. Uh, there's more than a thousand uh, endnotes in the book. We don't use anonymous sources. Uh, we don't use uh, interviews with people. We use documents that are part of a paper trail that allow us to trace uh, business deals, uh, alliances, partnerships, etc. Or in this case, also the Hunter Biden laptop. So yes, we offer up that information. I think it's crystal clear. Uh, unlike some of the other reporting that's gone on in Washington, this is all information that you can actually independently verify yourself. That's why I think it's so important that this be investigated. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> One of the trails that you follow, Peter, leads right into the United States Senate with Mitch McConnell and his wife, the former Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao. Talk a little bit about how Republicans, who often are tough on China in rhetoric, have a lot of connections behind the scenes to Beijing and the communist government. Yeah, uh, John, I mean, it's important to point out, you touch on something very important here about rhetoric. Uh, the Chinese approach on this stuff is, is very shrewd. Uh, they're not looking for political figures to walk in lockstep with them uh, in sort of a robotic way. Uh, loosely translated into English, their strategy is big help with a little bad mouth. So in other words, if you if you ding them on the Uyghurs, if you criticize them for human rights or you say something nice about Taiwan, they don't care as long as you are helping them on the big things that matter. And for them, that is access to Western capital markets and that is access to Western technology. Uh, and Mitch McConnell is somebody that I would give as a perfect example of big help with a little little bad mouth. Uh, his commercial ties uh, go back to 1993. Uh, he marries Elaine Chow. He marries into a ship. Uh, shipping family. Uh, he and James Chow in 1993 take a, ch a trip to Beijing, China, where they meet with senior officials with the Chinese State Shipbuilding Corporation. They also meet with uh, Zhang Zemin, uh, the premier of China. Uh, and essentially, they strike a bargain. And the deal is, is that Beijing is going to help the family shipping business, which is called Foremost. Uh, and they're going to help them grow and expand dramatically. So flash forward to today, what was before a small shipping business is now a large one. Uh, pretty much all the ships that are built for this company, those large you know, transport ships that go across the ocean, they're all built for foremost by the Chinese State Shipbuilding Corporation. The financing of the construction of those ships are done by Chinese state-owned banks to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. The crews that man those ships are all provided by uh, Chinese state entities. And most of the contracts they have to actually ship goods around the Asia-Pacific region are from Chinese state-owned companies. So 
Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, himself is a beneficiary of the growth of this business, he received a gift from his father of between five and $25 million. Uh, you have this perilous situation for the McConnell-Chow family. If Mitch McConnell were to do something in the United States Senate that would really anger Beijing, they could cripple the family business overnight. Uh, that's the kind of leverage they like. And that's the kind of leverage they're prepared to use. And I think that's one of the reasons you're probably not going to see a lot of interest in Mitch McConnell uh, standing firm with China in any meaningful way. And it's also a reason he does not want to, there to really be a discussion about the Biden family ties to China, because if that conversation happens, his family's ties to China are going to be part of the conversation, too. And Peter, just staying on that for a moment, one of my favorite things to say about Washington, D.C. is that it's less House of Cards and more Mean Girls. And I say that because <laughs> I, I wonder if President Trump's stance on China, if his strong policy towards China, do you think that had a relationship, uh, uh, an effect on the relationship between Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump? Uh, I think it probably did. And, you know, people will say to me, well, you know, uh, the Trump family's had their commercial ties in China, too. And that's true. But but that's not really the point. Um, there are Democrats who family members have ties uh, to China. Senator Coons from uh, Delaware has been very hard on China. He's heir to the Gore-Tex family fortune. They have a lot of dealings in China. The point is not whether you do business in China. It's It's do they have leverage over you? Uh, and in the case of, I would say, Senator Coons and Donald Trump, they don't. Uh, I do think that Donald Trump's firm stance against China, where he was starting to deal with their access to capital markets, he was starting to deal with their access to uh, Western technology, uh, made him a lot of enemies uh, on Wall Street, in big tech, and also on Capitol Hill. But I also think that is where we need to go as a country on a bipartisan basis, uh, because the ch challenge from China is real. And unless we change course, Beijing is absolutely convinced they're going to win because they've got significant people in the United States aiding and abetting their competition against us. Uh, Peter, we got about a minute before the break. I want to take you to one favorite character around Hunter Biden, Patrick Ho, Chinese businessman now in prison. Could you give our readers, just our, our viewers, a little bit of a sense of how that relationship is so compromising to the Biden family? Yeah, Patrick Ho, or as uh, Hunter Biden calls him, the effin's spy chief of China, uh, is an interesting character. He's part of a company called CEFC. It's a China energy company that no longer exists, headed by a gentleman named Mr. Yi. Mr. Yi, before he took the job to run CEFC, ran an organization that is fully funded by Chinese military intelligence. So that tells you kind of what his ties are. Patrick Ho... Uh, worked with Yi in New York and was charged by the FBI uh, on bribery charges. Uh, there were also a lot of indications that he was spying on behalf of Beijing. And it, Hunter Biden was paid legal fees to actually defend Patrick Ho uh, in the court of law, which, of course, he failed at doing. But it, it's, it's a remarkable, troubling uh, relationship and another example of how Chinese intelligence plays such a role in the Biden's family fortunes. Yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, Republican, Democrat, everybody's guilty to some degree, red, blue, but it really just matters where there's green. Thanks again for listening. Again, to see Just the News, Not Noise, go to Real America's Voice each Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern or watch it anytime at justthenews.com slash TV.
Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.